Welcome to Blind Love Radio. I'm your host, Anna Rosen. Enjoy these heartfelt conversations having to do with creativity, transformation, and the divine. Welcome back to another episode of Blind Love Radio. I'm so happy to be here, so happy you're listening. I have a special episode for you today. I chat again with Jen Tidrow of Crones and Stones and the Salty Witch, formerly Witch of Wands. So you may remember her from our second episode, and she's back, and I'm so happy about it. So I love chatting with her. She's such a fabulous person. She listened so intently to my crazy ramblings about human design. So there is a ton of information about human design. Um, that I share what I've been learning about and I kind of give a little bit of a reading to Jen about her human design chart. Um, I'm hoping it comes across um, easy to follow with you not having the chart in front of you. This is kind of an experiment. Um, So let me know if you feel like you got something out of this episode, if you learned something, Um, if I should never do it again, Um, but I think it's all interesting information. It may come out a little bit clunky and not as smooth because I'm still just learning about it, Um, but progress, not perfection, right? I'm also trying to work on not saying like as much. Duly noted, people, I have made (laughs) the mental note myself, and I'm working on it here to provide you radio service with less, um, less of a valley girl twinge. And, you know, no judgments. So, moving on. Here is our episode, me and Jen chatting and smoking and hanging out via zoom talking about all things magical so holla and holla back all right see you on the other side bye Jen on again. Returning guest. Yay. So, yeah, if people don't know who you are, why don't you tell them? Yeah, so I am Jen Tidrow. Um, My dog is yakking in the background. Sorry if you guys heard that. Um, You okay? Yeah. Um, Sorry. So, my Instagram handle is now the Salty Witch, and um, you can also find me and my wonderful business partners at cronesandstones.com or at cronesandstones on Instagram, and um, I'm sure I'll t- tell you all about that later. Yes, um, definitely. 
you know I have to shamelessly plug my business. Yeah, so you're just an all-around magical person. You have your own business, um, working with animals, and then also the super rich um, magical practice. Yes, so Crumbs and Stones is definitely the more magical, or I guess just different magic. Because animal magic is definitely abundant in my laughing dog business. But, um, yeah, Crohn's and Stones in Durham, North Carolina. We, um, I know we were going to talk about Involt today. Yeah, so, I want to hear all about that. It's like the first yeah, signs of spring, that. right? Or like we're going into spring. or in the middle of yeah. winter, right? It's the preparation for spring. Um, days are getting longer and... The light is coming, and um, so Embalk is on February 1st or 2nd. You can celebrate it on both days or either of those days, and um, we do... What is that, tomorrow? Yeah. (laughs) Yay. Okay, I feel like I have to put this out tonight. Oh, cool. That would be so fun, or I could put it out tomorrow for the holiday. Yeah, you could. Yeah. on their Embalk Day, and they need to go to Crohn's and Stones and get our Embalk candle that smells like wisteria. It is Ooh, dream. that sounds fabulous. Yeah. So, so yeah, how do just, you celebrate? Um, it is a wonderful time to connect with the goddess Bridget. Um, it's actually so cool. I have been protected by a Bridget's cross um, for like a couple years now. Um, my friend went to Ireland and brought it back. It's so beautiful. Let me grab it and show it to you. Okay, I'm going to make you bigger on here right now. There we go. Uh, yeah, so Bridget was a goddess of fire and sun and earth, and she uh, connects all the creatures to the land. Wow, that's beautiful. That's so pretty. So, like, traditionally they would, like, make them out of straw or whatever they had, you know, hanging out. Um, this one's silver. But wow. I keep this over my door for protection and um, prosperity. And, yeah, so you can draw on the goddess, uh, Bridget, and you can also, it's a great time to clean out unwanted things. Um, so, like, literally spring cleaning. Um, or like relationships, you can spring clean a relationship too, right out of your life. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Yeah, I've been trying to clean out stuff. I don't know why, but it takes me so long. Like we moved into this house like two years ago and we still have stuff in boxes. Like, (laughs) I don't know why, but it just takes so long to really like commit to a look, I guess. I don't know, to, like, um... Man, I'm the exact opposite. I, like, completely run in, commit, and then change my mind six months later. Throw everything out and get all new stuff. Oh, my God. Okay, so we're going to have to talk about your chart because there was something about that. Um, And we're going to go into human design charts, which are really yeah, fun. Like, all of a sudden, everywhere, blowing up. Mm-hmm. What? Where did it just, like, fall out of the sky? Yeah, so it was channeled by this guy in the 80s. 
Um, so it hasn't been around very long. It's only been around for like 30 years. So the guy's name oh. is Ra Uruhu. I think it was like a spiritual name that he got like after this um, manifestation of the human design. Um, so he was kind of like a cynic, I would say, from what I've heard about him. And then he like kind of like just felt like he needed to like go off like eight of cup style and just like start a new life type of thing. So he went on this island and was like meditating for like eight days and then this spirit came to him and then was like, okay, this is human design. And apparently he like wrote it down for like a week process, like transcribing everything that he heard. And it's just amazing because it combines all of these different modalities, like the Kabbalah, the um, Chinese medicine, like acupuncture, pathways, um, the chakra system, western astrology like yeah it's really cool and it all just like perfectly melds together and it's just such a cool way to see that like everybody's kind of picking up on the same thing also or maybe like parts of a whole um and it's just really neat to see it all come together and it so you have basically five different aura types so you can be a manifester a manifesting generator a generator a projector and a reflector and then that kind of tells you like how you take energy in and how you process it if you create it or not and then you have definitions of the I like to think of them as like kind of like chakra centers um so there's more than traditional chakra centers of yoga um there's a few other ones it's like we went from seven centered beings to nine centered beings like not that long ago apparently um where we like created this bigger um possibility for emotional connection also is what it seemed like um which is really cool because you see like as humans evolved so did like all of our energy systems, which is a neat thing to think about. Um, So basically what areas or centers are defined when they are defined, it means that they are active in you. So you are creating that energy and you know that is your energy, that is your truth. And maybe not necessarily like creating the energy, it's just that they're activated. They're active. It's coming from you. Whereas when it's an open channel, then, or an open um, center, then you are reflecting back other people's energy. Okay. So then you're able to, like, basically go into a room, pick up what other people's centers are putting out that you're lacking and you're able to like take it in as like a test of the environment almost for information and part of the problem is when we don't realize that then we can like if you have an open emotional center if you walk into a room and you have a bunch of people emitting all these emotions and they're creating them then you pick up on them and you think that they're yours and it's almost like this 
And it's like you're not meant to hold that and process it. So it's just like you can't. It becomes too much until you're able to like somehow release it. So it's just really neat to think about. So everybody has like different um, strengths. So there's no one energy type or, you know, just as there's no sign that's better than one another. Um, it's just really a great tool to be able to see where your strengths are. Um, and another cool thing about it, if you notice, if you've ever done your chart, okay, let me do the screen share now. Okay, cool. I smoked a sativa. So now I'm like, (laughs) so chatty. That's hilarious. because I'm out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's the best though. Yeah, it is delicious. Yeah, light it up, girl. Okay, start share. Okay, so my chart is on the right and then okay. your chart is on the this one on the left here. So you have like a single definition, which means you can have a single definition or you can have split definition. You can have um, a three-way split and a four-way split, but I think the three-way and four-way are a lot more rare. So basically what that means is from all your defined centered centers are connected. So if you see like right here on your sacral center, it's all the way, there's a defined pathway to your throat and then up to the mind. And so you could get like everywhere through this to all those defined centers. Whereas if you look at mine, I have these two defined centers from my sacral to my root. And then there's no, um, there's no pathway up to these defined centers that I have in my crown and mind. So that means for somebody, you're naturally going to try and gravitate towards people who have these centers like you have in the middle to complete the circuit almost. So it's like a way to see what you naturally gravitate towards and then you're able to kind of make conscious decisions about if it's for your benefit or not and also so your design is your unconscious okay and so they do a reading for the moment you are born which is your personality and then you have the design which is your unconscious so the red chart you see is the unconscious and more of your subconscious the way um, you're naturally made to do things and then you have more of the personality aspect um, that shows where the mind wants to go I say the mind it's more like I guess your ego um, and where that wants to take things so when you're able to like look at everything together you get a good sense of how they can work together it's like when people just live completely personality or ego driven Mm -hmm. 
it's like you get like pushed off the rails because it just doesn't work you have to do what subconsciously works for you right i don't know (laughs) it's a lot but it's pretty cool what does it tell me like about me so you are a manifesting generator So what that means, so generators, so there's generators and then there's manifesting generators. So the thing that they have in common and both of us have in common, because I am just a pure generator, whereas you are a manifesting generator, which means the only difference is we both have our sacral chakra defined, um, which means that it's active and we're producing energy there. Like... Besides it being active, it's a motor center. So you create energy, whereas not everybody creates energy. So like projectors don't have an energy center. Well, they can. That's not true. They can be connected to the spleen. Um, But some of them don't and then you have like reflectors which are completely open so they're looking to generators and manifesting generators to take in energy right so one thing to know is that you are creating your own energy the difference between me and you manifesting generators and generators is that manifesting generators have this circuit that goes from the sacral to the throat which means that you are able to much quickly or much quicker be able to manifest, um, I manifest creativity. So you're able to get this, like if you're using your strategy and response is what they call it. Like you're not supposed to initiate things though. Okay. Is with, if you look down here. So if you go to your strategy, it Uh says to respond. So every moment you're supposed to be responding to the universe. Hmm. So like. (laughs) That sounds exhausting. But like we all naturally do it, right? Yeah. It's like when you think about like what you want to eat, it's like waiting until you're like in the moment to decide rather than like meal prepping for a whole week. Unless I guess that like called to you or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like whereas, so you're supposed to like have an idea come to you. Maybe like you hear a song and it like sparks this idea and you get this like, oh, I want to start this thing. And you're going to be able to, so you're responding to like, or if I say to you like, oh, you should really do this thing. And then your sacral center says yes. Like you get that gut feeling of like, yes, I should do this or no, I shouldn't. And then you're able to then speak it into existence. Okay, cool. Whereas I am like, it can be a lot quicker that way whereas I was just like oh it takes me like such a long time to do things like that's a distinct difference between the two different types 
Whereas I am a lot slower with things because I don't have that instant access to the throat chakra to communicate through manifestation. Uh-huh. And you do. So one thing is that even though you do have that um, skill or like superpower, you're not supposed to do it too quickly because then okay. you start missing steps. And then, so when you're able to take it slower, you're able to then respond to, like, each part of the process, if that makes sense. Whereas, like, just getting super excited about an idea and then trying to push it rather than, like, slowly um, taking it, like, one step at a time and developing it. Okay, and then what else do we have? So you have a <laughs> So you have a comp- you can have completely open centers also. So your crown chakra is completely open. So you have um so when you walk into the walk into a room, you're able to take other people's inspiration and ideas and then manifest it through like this channel so like whenever you like walk into a room are you able to kind of like feel out like what people are thinking or a little bit more like um yeah I definitely feel like I pick up on what's going on quickly mm -hmm. and then especially because you have an undefined emotional center and then an undefined spleen because these are you're picking up on other people's emotions and magnifying them and you're also doing that with like a safety center which is your spleen mm. so it's like you can feel really unsafe I think probably also with the root chakra also being undefined because then it's like you almost feel like you need certain people to feel safe sometimes. Because you would be looking for like certain people with that definition that would kind of make you feel rooted, I would say, possibly. I don't yeah. know. Um, and then what else? So you have, so by looking at like what, gates are activated and like what the biggest weight are based on your chart you are able to look at like what your specific purpose is so let me read that to you so you are the right angle cross of the sleeping phoenix too badass that is a mouthful, but it's super badass. So you are a charismatic, so not you are, charismatic people, co constantly busy, totally absorbed in getting things done, or simply busy being in their creative process while they wait for the coming mutation. I don't know what the coming mutation is, though. <laughs> Yeah, I thought of you. I was like, oh, that seems correct. Yeah, I'm like never not moving. 
So mine is the right angle cross of tension four, which sounds scary, right? People with creative depth who understand that life is a struggle, yet know that struggle provokes spirit and purpose while making it worthwhile. Wow. I feel that. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I need to struggle and transform through my art. Dude, so intense, right? It's like, slow down. <laughs> it is. No, but like you're doing it. That's like what you're supposed to be doing. So it's interesting because there's another part of it, which is, um, so you have these like different personality traits, I would say, based on all of those gates and things. Um shit let me find where it is so it's basically like you see in let me see what it's called it is called the profile so you are right here you have a three five and i have that also okay and what's that mean so that means okay so hold on hold on hold on Okay, so you have different lines, and they compare it to being, like, a structure of a house. Um, And it kind of shows, like, your different, it says the costume of our purpose is the idea. Okay, so here it is. So it is the first line of, so When you look at those two different bars, if you're looking at the red and the black bars for people who can't see what I'm doing, um, it'll say like the first gate, it'll be like 55.5. So that 0.5, that 0.5 is the five is the line five. So the red would be your unconscious. And then this one over here, if you look at the black personality one, it is 0.3, so that would be um, a point. So I guess the personality comes first because that's, like, what you consciously do. Right. So it's a 3-5. That's, like, where we got it. So you get it from these, um, from the lines with all the numbers that are black and red. And so where they get these numbers is from your natal chart so they say like as the energy was like coming down and it's passing through space it kind of passed through all of these um different signs so this is the sun um and then you have like your north node and your south node and it's really cool because these are all of the planets and then you can see what gate it activates in your chart. So it's kind of like seeing how the planets directly affect how you live in the world. So that's really cool. So I think it's really neat to see like, I was enjoying looking at like what planets I already kind of have like a relationship with or like have been working on 
and then go to that planet and see what gate has been activated. And I feel like you can tell a lot from that, too. Which is cool. Yeah. So you said you were looking at... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, what's your favorite thing you've learned of, like, looking at your chart so far? My favorite thing I've learned, I think, is to not initiate things. Has been the most helpful. Like, manifestors, pure manifestors are supposed to be the initiators. So they get into trouble when they try and initiate things and then do the project themselves. They're supposed to initiate and put the idea out there to a generator or a manifesting generator. We're supposed to respond to the idea. And then if it feels good, then to do it. And I feel like that's been like a lot of like I've noticed, like when I try and just completely force something, like if it's if I'm not getting like synchronicities from uh-huh. the universe as like this is specifically what you're supposed to be doing, like it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can't, I don't know. It's like you can't like make it up, I guess. Yeah. No, I know exactly. And then you're able to just kind of be guided to what you're meant to be doing. So it's cool because I see a lot in my tribe or in my chart. It's like I'm supposed to be tending to the tribe almost. And then thinking about it with my north node in Aquarius. Like that's what. Aquarius. Yeah, I have a north node in Aquarius. So it's the idea of like working to serve the collective and thinking about that as like a tribe thing okay so back to the profile structure so we were talking about the different lines so we're both three fives so that means so you have all these different um identities and natures they call them so you have like the role model the martyr the heretic the hermit Um, the opportunist, the investigator, and then they kind of like switch. So you have like all of these possibilities for different, um, different personalities. So the three, five profile is the martyr and heretic. So I thought it was really interesting because I personally really relate to this and I'll be curious if you do also is it says that the bonding strategy with the martyr is bonds made and broken. So the idea is that we're supposed to like be almost like a transformation for people. Like that idea of like a really like quick encounter, but it's almost like karmic. Like we're able to like move through karma with people in like, Um, a short period of time and we're supposed to have these like almost like random encounters with people and not be yeah yeah and not I absolutely agree with this Mm -hmm. like I don't know if this is where you're going with it but I feel like just personally in my life I have so many different relationships with people I was, and I mean, I, yeah, I get it. I'm a Gemini, but I was thinking about it the other day 
and just also I'm totally jealous when all my friends have other friends just you know can add that in I but I have so many different relationships and some of them are so incredibly brief yeah me too but they're so powerful they'll like completely change my life Yeah, and I I did a chart reading for my friend, and she was a four, and they are able to have, like, lifelong relationships, and they're supposed to be there to, like, support and nurture people throughout, like, all of these stages, and, like, I've always been so jealous of that, but I know that's, like, not my path. It's, like, not my design. Like, when I try and force that, like, shit just blows up. Right. And when I do, like, allow myself to be guided by service, I feel like I find the people I meant to encounter. Especially with it being, like, service, service profession, but also in a way that's, like, like, I'm able to meet so many different people through doing that and also um like it's pretty quick it's pretty brief I mean uh-huh. like brides like I'm working with brides so it's like I'm only working with them for like a year right. um or like you know you see people um for like a reading and then you won't ever see them again or you see them for a podcast yeah. or whatever it is I don't know it's interesting yeah. Especially also with like friendships though. I feel like I meet people and then um it's like I meet them through different activities, especially like cuz I get interested in different things. Um and then I'll meet people and it's not that like I don't like them anymore or something. It's just you naturally I'm just naturally drawn to like the next thing oh, which yeah. yeah, and I saw that in my chart and I'm supposed to be like this inspiration of um connecting people connecting with people and like moving desire and inspiration out and then I'm supposed to like find the people that can kind of like rein me in um I don't know it's just so cool how there's like a give and take to all of it it's really neat that is cool. So what have you been looking into in your chart? I have been reading about my North Node. Mm, what's yours? Taurus. Ooh. Yeah, man. I'm into that gardening life. <laughs> yes, I love that. I feel like cannabis would be Taurus. Yeah, for sure. And you know what's so funny? I didn't start smoking until, like, pretty later, like... Really? Like when? Yeah. Um, about five years ago. How did how did you start, or what uh, provoked you? What gave um, you the idea? Well, my boyfriend has always smoked, and mm-hmm. we like always used to have issues because we had communication issues, and I used to blame it on the weed. It was never the weed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was us. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, we moved through that, but, um, yeah, I just never smoked. I always drank. I don't know. That was my thing. And I kind of wish that he had, like, 
said, hey, why don't you hit this bowl or something? Because it would, I smoke for my anxiety and it would mm-hmm. have done wonders for me had I known. Yeah. I, I drank for my anxiety too. Right. It's just, you know, this is I so much healthier. It's so much healthier. Mm-hmm. And it's such a better, it's such a better feel. Yeah, um, definitely. Alcohol would make me so depressed too the next day. It does make me depressed when I drink. Um, it's like a, th- it's like the third day I get like super sad and emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like your body has to process all of it, and by the time it like gets out of your liver, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So your yeah, tell me about your what your thoughts are on your Taurus North Node. Yeah, I think Taurus North Node for sure. I think it's about self worth. Um, I think that's a big one for me to learn this life uh, values and self worth, and I definitely think that's where I get my like love of gardening and love of cooking from. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are like super comforting and therapeutic to me. So I feel like I'm doing good work in it right now. I'm. Tr- trying to like get into that south node too but i just can't yet i just can't because it's scorpio (laughs) i'm like not quite ready to deep dive into it what do you have in scorpio my south node oh yeah so Okay, so what's been activated by your north node in Taurus is this gate 23, which connects your mind to your throat. So what, how you speak your mind is very influenced by that. So it says... That's funny because my Mercury is in Taurus too. Wow, that is really interesting. Yeah. Let me That's see. Cool. Let me see what the Mercury one is. Mercury thirty-seven is emotional. Are you emotional when you talk? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Depends on what we're talking about. <laughs> and probably who you're talking to, because. Yeah. Because it's only activated by other people. Because it's the emotional. It's the emotion. You have that undefined there where the gate is coming out of. So you're also naturally looking to connect to your heart. But I think it's about like who comes in. Um, Yeah, that's just something interesting to think about. That's so cool, yeah. Okay. Okay, what else have you been learning while I, like, scurry Um, in my butt? What else have I been learning? Um, I have been learning about my part of fortune. Mine's in Sagittarius, so that makes total sense with me and my, like, love of wanderlust and adventure and also need to like have personal space and freedom yeah what do they say about that part of fortune for people who don't know um i actually 
don't really know how to talk about the part of fortune. Like, (laughs) (laughs) what do you think it is? What do you think of to you? Just like what you're, what do you feel lucky when you, or I don't know, like a karma thing? I think from what I've read, I've mostly read that it's a karma thing. Um, I just started looking into it like yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, this is breaking it. news, people. Right? Yeah. Not prepared for this fucking question. <laughs> it's um, okay. Yeah, I just started reading into it last night, so I don't know if it's about karma um, or if it's luck. If it's if it's supposed to be fortune. Um, but in Sagittarius, it talks about my like love of wandering around and finding you know, expression through freedom. And I was like, yeah, that's me. That sounds cool. Yeah, it was cool. I love that. Yeah. Ooh, so this is a really big gate for you. So this one over here, I think. Um, the gate of power. So it's saying you need to completely, like, do things that, give yourself power and when you try when other people like try and steal it from you like it goes to shit like you need to be like serving yourself first which sounds very Taurus Empress year yeah and that's very um serving yourself first but then you're able like they get energy from that indirectly right um like my whole thing this year is, like, about nurturing myself and, like, nourishment and, and being a little kinder to myself. And with the undefined spleen, that gate isn't connecting all the way there. So it okay. said if you have this but you don't have the connection to the spleen, sometimes... Um, your intuition will empower okay so if it is connected to the spleen your intuition will empower your ability to hear what you need to survive perfectly in each moment without the spleen's direct intuitive guidance this relentless power to act may become an unhealthy meddlesome and misdirected energy and you may feel lost in your own momentum expending energy that serves no one so i think the idea is to like just slow it down and it says, even even though sought after, your energy is simply not available to others. It must remain pure in its power and always accessible to, to you as you seek to be independent and unique, to act on your own convictions and to triumph, which means to survive as yourself. That's really I interesting. Feel, yeah, I feel that because sometimes I get zapped. <laughs> Yeah, just trying to, well, you're trying to do all the things, too. Yeah. And when it becomes, like, in too much service to others and not yourself, I think that's a problem. For sure. That's great. Yeah, that was pretty cool, right? Yeah. And then what else do we have? Um, When you have a smaller number on your profile first... Like, we have a 3-5, dash 
that means that you're supposed to be living this life for yourself. Whereas if you have a higher number first, you're supposed to be living it for others. Like not living it for others, but you get joy by seeing the joy you spark in others. Gotcha. So it's like when we spark joy in ourselves first for the smaller number first, then other people just benefit from that. It's pretty cool. I was just going to say, that's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Nice. Yeah. Do you have any, like, thoughts, ideas? I just think his, like, incarnation, cross, titles are epic. I want to hear all the rest of them. Dude, they're so cool. My husband has a badass one. He's, like, I think he's the ro- role model hermit. Which is totally him, and it reminds me of the hermit card. And his is supposed to be, he's a projector. So projectors are neat. He has these two gates activated, but then everything else is white. So he has the mind and the throat activation. Um, So he's able to really analyze systems and patterns and be able to give that to generators like us and tell us where we can conserve energy Hmm, cool yeah and so but he's not able to produce his own energy so he needs like a formal invitation from someone And that's the difference between to respond as a strategy and to be invited as a strategy. Gotcha. So to respond, it's like you're responding in every moment from like signals from the universe. Whereas a formal invitation like for projectors is you're supposed to like wait for a formal invitation that happens like every like two years and then you're committed to that project that needs your energy it's like they have given you a formal invitation to take this energy and you are appreciated enough that's a big thing with projectors is feeling appreciated and Uh then they're able because nobody likes it when people are just like telling you how to fix things but it's not invited right it has to be like you have to wait until the person wants to hear it Mm -hmm. um like it makes me even think about like him inviting you to smoke it's like you have to wait for that person to like want to do it or else it's just not gonna change anything right it has to be like from your own invite or your own wanting Um, so when you're, when projectors are entered into this, um, I'd say a partnership with the correct authority, like you're waiting for the correct invitation, um, then it's like an equal exchange of them able to absorb the energy in a healthy way, process it, and see how they can refine the system of the generator. So it's like really, um, they're just great leaders of the tribe. 
So he is meant to have, there's certain designs that are like meant to go in three phases of life. So you're kind of like the young kid who is like fucking up and then you're learning from all of those mistakes and then you're like the wise old man or the crone. Um, So they're like the leaders of the tribe and really figuring out systems and able to like reflect back what's working and what's not working. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. I heard about it, I think, on a podcast from Jenna Zoe. Have you heard about her? Uh Uh-uh. Yeah, follow her on her Insta, Jenna Zoe Daily, I think. Um, Yeah. She's really cool, and I think she found human design, and I think she's a projector. So she's able to, like, really read into the systems, which is really cool. And she, I think, gave it, like, a almost, like, a facelift, it felt like. Because um, I feel like it was a little bit old, all the information, and a little outdated. Um, but I feel like it's getting a resurgence. Where did you hear about it? I, like, I think my phone just knew or something. It, like, popped up. I don't know if it was on Instagram. All of a sudden, I saw an ad about it or something. And I was like, this is weird dude our phones are listening to us i know i know man but i don't know i was just like what is this this is so weird and the next thing i knew i was down a rabbit hole it's crazy there's so many like you know what's another thing that's really cool so if you have a defined emotional center Uh this one right here um, let me find the exact actual name of it. It is Solar Plexus Authority. So if that's defined, then you are going to have like an emotional response to everything. And a big key is you working through those emotions and seeing how they affect others. So seeing how they affect the people, especially the people with the open centers, because we're able to kind of like reflect it back to them to work on. Um, So when they have a defined solar plexus center, that means that they have the emotional authority. So what's suggested to them, let's say they're a generator, then they are supposed to wait until they have their emotional high and low and like go into that middle like cool calm and collected place and then they're able to make the decision and respond to whatever was asked of them whereas we don't have that so we're able to just go off of that gut instinct from the sacral center (laughs) I know it's a lot I just feel like I'm just like talking non-stop no no it's great it's great it's it's a lot of information but it's awesome (laughs) so you know what's cool is that I have a completely open throat center so 
there's like nothing connected here so I think that's pretty rare but that's like an amazing means of being able to just like completely ride off of other people's like ability to speak so I wouldn't be able to like speak on my own but I if I'm with the right person I would say then I'm able to find the words it's like riding the wave of like a big crowd too you're able to like amplify it um and I'm also it's a place where people can like put their energy uh, which is neat but It's cool that you have yours defined so then you're able to manifest because you have it attached to a motor center. Yeah, that is cool. I'm all about that manifest life. You are, and that's why it comes so naturally to you. Trying to do some big manifesting this year. Yeah, so tell me, you were talking about the tarot cards of the year. Yeah, girl, you know, it's an empress year, Hank Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like for me personally, the enlightenment of the hangman is coming in the form of taking care of myself this year. That's like really where it's at for me for 2019. I have been busting my ass building Laughing Dog for like the past five years and it has been wonderful and I just need a year to take care of myself and to like have a garden and eat the food that I grow and like grow some flowers I haven't done that in like four years that's how I felt last year like I had been like building my hair business for so long and I was like I need a pause and like recharge and it was literally like I felt like I needed to just get my hands in the dirt yeah I can't wait for spring that's why I'm so excited for involved tomorrow like (laughs) yay um Yeah, I just, I feel like the Empress is really speaking to me um, and in ways of just taking care of myself and slowing down a little bit and like also being content and happy with what I have grown so far and like being proud of myself and You know, like, I haven't given myself a second to just chill and go, oh, yay, look at what you did. Yeah, Um, and that's so important. It's so important. We get so wrapped up in, like, oh, well, okay, check, new to-do list. Let me just keep going on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, like, you don't even give yourself credit for what you've accomplished. Totally, that you worked so hard for. That you worked so hard for, yeah, like ridiculous like we need to really love ourselves more and that is totally Mm -hmm. what I'm concentrating on this year what does the hangman and the empress represent for you this year well it's interesting because I was talking with somebody about the justice card and I kind of have I got like an idea that justice was 
almost like the idea that it's stepping back from the mind and really taking things in objectively so then you can make the appropriate decision that creates real change and that really felt like the idea of becoming the observer as they talk about and just really like noticing that we are not our thoughts and when we disassociate from what we're experiencing we're then able to take a step back and then choose how we want to respond and I feel like that leads right into the hanged man so I just thought of this today but the hanged man made me think of like I was doing like a Ramdas like loving meditation mantra so I was just telling myself I am loving medit or not loving meditation I am loving awareness so just repeating that mantra and it felt like going from the justice card of being the observer to then choosing to shift your perspective into loving awareness as the hanged man then you're able to that's surrendering your ego and then you move right into the death card Right. Which is the death of your ego. And then that's really when you can co-create with God, which is so cool. So just that idea of like the hanged man also being an act of kindness too felt really cool. Like choosing to know that we're all one also as a different perspective than the separation. Yeah, man. And then through that, you're so much more connected to everything, which just leads to more receiving of the Empress. Yes. Which is cool. Yeah, I love that. Yay! Okay, I'm gonna just talk to you. (laughs) Yeah, what's up? Hey! So much human design. So little time. (laughs) That was crazy. Mind blown. That was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. That was fun. So what what cards did we pull today? You pulled the Ten of Cups. Yeah, girl, I pulled the Ten of Cups. The Love that. And the Queen of Swords. Mm. I was like, that's so exciting. When I thought, it's so funny. So have you ever seen the movie Meet Joe Black? I don't think so. It's oh, with awesome. Brad Pitt, right? Yes, Brad Pitt, young Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Looking so good. Anyway, when I pulled the Ten of Cups with the Four of Wands, I don't know why, but I thought of the like the dinner party at the end of this movie, and now it makes no sense because you haven't seen it. Ugh. But Damn. What is like, what happened? Anthony Hopkins. It's Anthony Hopkins' birthday party, and it's just like. He has his entire family. Everything's so beautiful. Like, it's like this ultimate rapture of celebration. And I was like, those two cards together were just like so, like, happy to me. And it was so interesting that that was like the first thing that popped in my mind was that scene from that movie. And... Anthony Hopkins, and I was like, Ten of Cups, Four and Wands, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go 
I feel like it's the weirdest association, but I'll take it. Anthony Hopkins, I just think of Hannibal. Um, That's cracking me up. Throne to pull the four of cups or ten of cups and the four of wands. um, Yesterday, I was like super sweet that we were like coming together Mm -hmm. to chat in harmony. Yes, in balance. Yeah, for transformation with her little butterflies on the Queen of Swords. I love that, and I love the fucking bird and the Queen of Swords. That mm. bird gets me every time. <laughs> Where's the bird? Is it on the bottom? Do you have it with you? It's, it's like flying. Mm. I don't know if I've ever noticed the bird. Right here. Ooh, I drew a cool bird today. Now, I saw it. Yeah, that was a cool one. Yeah. Okay, my husband is calling me, and I think I need to answer him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you feel like you have more in you? No, I'm good. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on again. All right, girl. All right. Tell, he, here, tell everyone again where they can find you. to this episode sorry for the abrupt cutoff um but i hope you guys enjoyed it let me know what you thought uh shout out to jen and show her some love and check out all the amazing candles and the readings that she does such a talented human so go take advantage of those skills and as always, I am offering tarot readings, um, tarot letters. If you are interested in me reading your human design chart, um, astrology chart also with that human design chart. So all of those would be $40 each. If you are interested, shout me out, blindlovetarot at gmail.com or blind love tarot on instagram and i feel like my voice is very sing-songy but i smoked a lot of sativa and (laughs) i'm just going with it so that's all i got for you have a beautiful day a beautiful weekend and i will see you the next episode bye (laughs) 